Welcome to the Find Your Purpose Now podcast. We are delighted that you are here because this is for you. We do this to help you find and live your purpose, the good purpose that's uniquely yours. Because when you find it, everything starts to just fall into place. You're happier, you're more peaceful, you have better relationships with good people. It is remarkable what happens when you are living in the sweet middle of your purpose, the purpose that you've been perfectly matched to live. The great news is you're in the right place to find it. So let's get started. So we've talked an awful lot about the clues to your purpose, your personality, your character traits, your core values and beliefs, your strengths, your talents, your abilities, the things that you've learned how to do, the things, the priceless lessons and and, uh, abilities and traits and whatever that you develop during the hardest, most painful times of your life. There's so much more. Go back and listen if you haven't listened. But maybe now is the time to start putting those pieces together. Now, you may have been doing that all along. Um, But if you haven't, I want to encourage you to start writing these things down. You might want to get a little journal or just open up your laptop and have a fresh, empty, clean page right in front of you and just start putting these things together. That's what I did, okay? Um, When I wasn't sure, well, when, when what I thought was my purpose was, you know, kind of taken out from under me, I talked about that before. The thing that I thought that I was supposed to do, start an insurance company, I had an insurance agency, I had a brokerage uh, nationwide, but I wanted to be the risk bearer. And you've probably heard me tell the story of that we were nine months into that new company when planes flew into the World Trade Center and we were located in World Trade Two. So I, I really had to start over, start from scratch. And I just thought I was just a little bit too old to be doing that. And I was questioning God. Okay, well, (laughs) I thought this was my purpose all along. And you know how I've been praying about this. I've prayed about this for years. And then you open the door for this to to happen, for me to be able to do this. And, and, you know, so I'm saying all this to God like he doesn't know. And, And basically saying, well, okay, so I don't know where I got off the purpose train. Because I thought that I was doing everything I was supposed to do. And uh, nevertheless, here I find myself in this really painful, difficult situation of starting over at, what was I, 42 or something like that? 40, no, 40. I don't know. Anyway, the point is, (laughs) uh, when I started writing down all the pieces of you know, who I, who I really was, my real, my authentic identity. I realized that I had my identity all sort of conflated with what I did, what I did for a living, what I was able to do for a living, the industry that I was in. So if you would have asked me back then and and all the years prior, 
So, you know, tell me about yourself. I would have said, I'm an insurance broker. I specialize in in insuring, protecting, defending the good people and organizations that take care of abused kids. I mean, I, I would have talked about what I did, not who I am. And I just didn't even see a difference. I didn't, I didn't see a distinction. I was, in my mind, what I did. Okay, and so I don't know if that's your story or not. I suspect that a lot of people are like that. We think of ourselves as whatever it is that we do or whatever we've done well in our lives. Think about, for example, a professional athlete. Uh, they're certainly, that, that, that person is certainly much more than what they're capable of doing on the field or on the court. But that's how they're known. And that's the reputation they have. And that's the self-identification that they have. That's what makes them feel good about themselves. So, you know, the same thing can true, be true for any of us. We want to think of ourselves in terms of our greatest achievement, right? None of us wants to think of ourselves in terms of the worst possible thing that ever happened in our lives. And yet, to find your purpose, I've encouraged you to go there. And really think about it. And I hope that by this point, you think about it not as something to be ashamed of or something that makes you feel badly or something that makes you feel victimized. But instead, I hope that you think about the worst possible thing that's happened to you as something that you survived and that has made you stronger and more qualified and equipped to do what you were made to do. So back to writing down all the pieces, when I started writing down my, my stuff about I'm a, I'm a survivor of childhood abandonment and abuse, and uh, yes, I, I do know about insurance, specifically for child welfare organizations, and I know about managing risk, and I know about, you know, I'm saying all my things. I want you to say all your things, but I'm giving you, giving you kind of the, the idea of it. And, and I put on there my personality. I love to have fun. I love to laugh. I want to laugh every day. I want to make other people laugh. I, I, I love cracking jokes. I, it's dumb ones, you know. <laughs> I crack myself up every day. I want to live a life of laughter and love. That's important to me. And maybe it's not, you know, other things are important to you. That's fine. I'm not saying that you should be like me. I'm just saying as I'm as I was thinking about all these things and I'm writing things down and it just sort of started to come up off the paper. I know that sounds just bizarre, but as I'm sitting there going, okay, well what do I love to do? What do I what do I lose myself in when I give myself permission to just clear the decks and do nothing but this, you know, this one thing, what is it? What is it that I love doing? And I love it so much that I lose track of time. Well, you know, for me, that's writing and that's creating and, and uh, sharing ideas, trying to communicate complicated ideas in a simplified way is, is something that I love trying to figure out how to do. And so whatever it is that you love trying to figure out how to do or that you love doing, you know, as you're writing all that down with your personality and all these other pieces, 
look at it and think about, okay, well, how could I make a living at this? How could I do this in my life? How could I make this thing that I'm so passionate about and I love doing, how can I make that the thing I do instead of grinding on some job that I hate and and trying to fit in um, a little bit of time here or there for the thing I really love? I have a friend who did this process and she knew exactly what she wanted to do. But everywhere, you know, she talked to different people and she's like, you know, can I, is there any way that I could work for your company and do this? And she was kind of creating it. She was creating her own specific niche thing that didn't exist before. And, and it's, it's something having to do with banking and finance and whatever. And so, you know, she would talk to these people in, in that industry and say, you know, here's, here's what I want to do. And I'm not saying it specifically because I think she's going to write a book about it. I don't want to steal her story. But so she's talking to these people, everybody she talked to at first said, um, Oh no, you know, there's, there's nothing like that. But here's what's so awesome about my friend. She didn't get discouraged. Well, she might've felt a little discouraged, but she didn't give up. She kept going and she went on this kind of mission of calling people and and saying, here's what I want to do. Can you imagine this being a thing, like a real job? Do you think I could make a job out of it? And what she would take whatever they said, and then she would say, okay, and do you know anybody who might be able to help me, point me in the right direction, try to figure out how to make this work. Would you be willing to make an introduction for me? And then she would follow up and then she would go meet with that person and then go meet with the next person, then go meet with the next person. Well, she got to one meeting and the person said, wow, that's a really interesting idea. I think we should do that. And this person had the authority to do that. And so they actually created a job for my friend. It was a, it's a category of job that didn't exist. It was a job description. Basically, you know, this, this guy says, okay, so what do you think the job description should be? My friend said, I have no idea, but let's figure it out. Right. So she figured it out. And so now, I mean, fast forward, I think she's been doing it probably 10 years, maybe more than that, loving her life, loving it. She's doing exactly what she was made to do. And it's infinitely better than the old grind that she used to do. So I tell you that story to say it's possible. It's possible for you. So don't be discouraged if as you're looking at all the pieces of your authentic identity and what you care most about, and what you would really like to do with the 1,440 minutes you get every single day, as you're thinking about that, and then you think, how can I do this for a living? How can I generate an income based off of you know all of these pieces of this puzzle? If you can't think of it, don't stop there. 
be like my friend, be willing to have some conversations with people. And the great thing now is that it doesn't have to be just somebody that you happen to know, you know, if you live in a town of population of 500, and you know, there's nobody there that you can talk to or who would know about your particular thing. That's okay. Don't worry about that. Nowadays, you can tag somebody on Twitter, you can send a message on Facebook to somebody that you think might know something about this or have some ideas for you. Look around for somebody who's doing something similar. And if you approach that person, you want to approach them in a way that's not threatening, but hey, you know, maybe this is something that I could do that would help you meet your goals and objectives. Because there's a lot of truth in what Zig Ziglar used to say that you can get anything in this life that you want if you'll help enough other people get what they want. I believe that with my whole heart. I lived it. I read that book when I was, oh, I don't know, 19 or 20 years old. And I just tried to do that. I tried to help people get what they wanted. In my case, it was uh, appropriate, adequate insurance protection at a, a fair and reasonable insurance rate and advocate for them, make sure that their claims got paid when they had claims and, and try to manage their risks so that they avoided claims or at least um, mitigated things that did happen. It, it was what they wanted. I tried to do what they wanted. And consequently, People who were my clients appreciated it, and they stayed with me, many of them for years. Oh, decades. I'm really that old. So think about what you can do to help others, what you love doing, and then talk to people until you find somebody who says, oh my gosh, I've been waiting for somebody like you to come along. Or I think I know who you should talk to, but somebody somewhere will receive you and that will change the trajectory of your life. Then you'll start moving towards your purpose. And when you begin to do that, you go in that direction of your purpose. That's when all the good stuff happens. That's when you start to develop really awesome relationships, healthy relationships with good people, because these are the people who are doing, they either need what you are able to do, or they're doing it too. Uh, you meet people who share your values. And it's just a beautiful thing. You also have peace. Because you're not on the grind anymore. You're not grinding on this job that you don't love. You have joy. Because when you do what you were made to do, you just, you just do, you're, you're happier, you, you, you're just joyful. I'm telling you, I literally find myself with my jaw hurting because I'm smiling all day long. I didn't smile all day long. Ooh, in fact, like the opposite. Before I was really living my purpose, Oh, my word. I mean, I was taking aspirin out of a giant uh, bottle of aspirin from Costco. You know, I was eating them like they were candy. I had a headache all the time. Naturally, I had a stomachache all the time because I was taking so much aspirin. I mean, when you have a stomachache and a headache every single day of your life, 
doing your job, uh, it's probably a pretty good clue that you're not right where you're supposed to be. But I didn't know that back then. So I just pushed through. I pushed through the pain. I kept going. Ah, I don't want anybody pushing through anymore. Find what you were made to do, what you love to do. And, you know, the old saying, it's kind of cliche, but gosh, I guess cliches are what they are because there's some truth to them. You know, the old saying, do what you love to do and you'll never work another day in your life. And that's true. It's true for me. It's true for everybody I know who's living their purpose. So write down your clues. Try to figure out how to make those clues come together for you in your new life. I want to hear about it. Um, and, you know, not just successes. I want to hear questions and stumbles and, and um, you know, if you think I'm wrong, I'd love to hear it. I would love to have a conversation and, and figure out how, how I can better communicate what I know to be true. Sometimes you're too close to a subject uh, that, you know, you sort of assume that everybody knows what you know and everybody doesn't know what you know. So I may be too close to this. So I'm not, I'm not fragile. I'm not tender. Send me a message on my website. Go to Rhonda, R-H-O-N-D-A dot O-R-G. And uh, I think it's on the subscribe button, but you could send me a message or there's a little email button at the top of the, at the top of the website. Just send me an email. Um, I'd love to hear from you. So next week, Jenny Christensen will be back from Israel. Israel. I can't even imagine how long of a flight that is. I I would age 10 years on that flight, I think. <laughs> I'm not a great traveler. But I want to hear all about it from Jenny. And I'm wondering what she has learned on this trip about purpose. And uh, I'm looking forward to hear, having her share that with us. So come back next week. And until then, I'm asking God right now to open every door that leads you to your purpose, to give you favor and to give you his grace, his joy and his peace and all the good things that he has for you. In Jesus name, amen. See you next time. There is no feeling worse than being rejected, but there's nothing more empowering than loving others and being loved in return. People who feel love know that their value is not diminished by setbacks or mistakes. But how do you get love? It's not hocus pocus. There are 30 practical ways that you can bring love into your life. And when you do, everything changes. I hope you'll get a copy of 30 Days to Love. Hey, you. Yes, you. I think you're awesome. And if you're not sure about that, then I want you to have a copy of my book, How to Get to Awesome, 101 Ways to Find Your Best Self. I want you to have it so badly that right now I have it offered on my website with free shipping for half off. It is only $6.48. Go to Rhonda, R-H-O-N-D-A dot O-R-G, click on books and get yourself a copy of How to Get to Awesome.
Thanks for joining us at the Find Your Purpose Now podcast. Listen, we do this for you. It's all about helping you live the purpose that you were born to live. Because when you do that, you get the peace and joy and good relationships that you strive to have. This is real success. So we hope that you'll share this with a friend, subscribe, and come back and see us next week. And we would love to hear from you. Go to findyourpurposenow.org. Thank you.